baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A blustery day, 814. Winds kicking up. It's going to feel a lot colder than the highs of 61. And of course, Sunday, Saints take on the Giants at home in the Caesars Superdome. Our coverage starts at 8 a.m. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak for the Bet 365 first take. 10 o'clock, Bobby Bear, Steve Geller with the Bud Light countdown to kickoff live from inside the Dome Loge level, Gate B Atrium, courtesy of Craig's Electrical and Generators. Kickoff high noon. Turn down your TV and sync up the locals, Deuce and Haas, and after the game, you can sound off with the Ciroc point after with the Cajun Cannon, St. Giant Sunday. WWL and live on the free Odyssey app. Just say Google or Alexa, play WWL. If you listen on the radio, as I do, you may not have a hard time syncing up the TV at all. Mike, to tell you, he'd be part of that coverage. He joins us now. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Thank you, Tommy. Let's talk about um, the Giants and the Saints, and I guess the story with the Giants, and I don't know how much of a story this is, other than the fact that it's New York and, and the season's not going so great for them and they need a story and they lost their quarterback, Tommy DeVito. Is Tommy DeVito a good quarterback? You know, Tommy DeVito is uh, – we, we'll find out real quickly. Um, an old friend of mine told me years ago, there's a lot more one-hit wonders than there are guys that can, you know, kind of play it out and uh, be a constant. Uh, it's, it's similar to the uh, the music business. And it's absolutely right. And that's what you sing right now. It's Tommy DeVito's moment. Can he stretch this out uh, any length of time? But because of the Monday night game and, and how it ended against the Packers and everything, Tommy, man, he's in the spotlight. Everything happened good Monday night for him. But what's so funny is this point spread line started at four and a half and now it's all the way up to six for the Saints. Mm-hmm. So that tells you people who actually this they do this for a living or somewhere in that range uh, don't think it'll last too much longer mm-hmm. for DeVito. Or bound, because, bouncing a book you know, too. You, I, right? I, saw him, I saw him in college at Syracuse and he was an okay quarterback there. He left uh, went to Illinois, and, you know, he did pretty well that one year for the Illini. Went undrafted. Uh, you know, we've had people on that covered the training camp. They said, you know, he was he was all right in training camp, but nothing great. And then he played pretty well in the preseason. He, he made the practice squad. They had injuries uh, to Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. All of a sudden it was, hey, kid, get in there. <laughs> and he's gotten there, and he's done pretty uh, pretty solid so far. I watched a game on Monday night, a little bit of it, with the Giants and the Packers. I didn't see all of it, but I texted Tim during the game that I would bet him at that point that against the Saints, Tommy DeFito was going to end up rushing for more yards than Saquon Barkley, just the way it looked, because the Saints have had their problems containing running quarterbacks. Your thoughts? Saquon's the uh, straw that turns the drink uh, for them offensively. He really is. He's the guy. And when he's healthy, I think he's one of the top playmakers in the NFC. 
But the problem is Saquon's had a lot of injuries uh, since he's hit the league. So if I'm the Saints, first things first, uh, I got to stop Saquon Barkley. You know, and if I get beat with Tommy DeVito throwing the football, so be it. But I'm not letting Saquon take over this game as a runner and a receiver. Uh, the Packers didn't have quite that thought, and they got beat. Uh, so I think Barkley's the guy. The Saints have to stop him uh, as a runner and a receiver. But, uh, man, they've had some difficulties with quarterbacks that have tried to extend plays and take off running. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Vito, you know, gets, you know, 40-plus yards rushing against the Saints. Yeah, he had 70-something against the Packers. That's what got my he attention. He sure did. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Barkley was over 90. They rushed for over – this was a team that entered the game 32nd in the NFL in total offense. Okay, 32nd. There's 32 teams in the NFL. They were dead last, and uh, they made it happen. They rushed for over 200 yards in that game against Green Bay. Uh, when that happens, I'm telling you, you're going to win. Uh, you might say it's ugly and everything else. No, it, he's learned how to control the, the tempo of the game. They got a couple turnovers. And I'm not sure what type of defense the Packers win late in that game. But uh, the receivers for the Giants were high school open, Tommy. Mm. I'm talking about there was not a defender within five yards of the wideouts. They were letting him catch it. Uh, so I think they had – uh, I guess came into the game figure, man, DeVito ain't going to make that throw. No way. And he made enough to make it happen. Give him credit. And so he's living the moment. The Jersey kid making it big in New York. They paid over $150 million to Daniel Jones. And I, I think that's the backdrop of the story. Uh, and Jones gets hurt and DeVito comes in. And this is like manna from heaven uh, for the PR department of the NFL. To have a Jersey kid, uh, you know, and have this little run in this Big Apple itself. In the number one media market in the country. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. This is not making the same noise in Green Bay. Well, I don't know about Green Bay, but it's not making the same noise in Cincinnati as it would in New York. I can guarantee you that. Uh, eight quarterbacks have rushed for 30-plus yards against the Saints defense this season. Yep. We'll we'll drill down on that a little bit when we come back because I am worried about him not beating DeVito, not beating the Saints with his arm, but with his legs on critical third-down situations. More with Mike Tellier when we come back. We'll talk about the Giants defense, Saints offense, and more. If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870-820. That is time for traffic on WWL. 825, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Mike Detillier about the Saints-Giants game on Sunday. Mike, the Saints have had trouble um, containing quarterbacks. Have they made any progress in that, really? Well, have you seen any progress with it? (laughs) So the answer to that is no. They've had difficulties. And, you know, you might have to put a spy out on So if I know that, that's what I'm saying. If I know that and you know that, well, I would think the Giants know that, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when things break down on the field, guys make mistakes. They get overly aggressive. They get out of their lane. 
And you can't just always rush the quarterback. Somebody's got to stay back, and you got to do your job. Uh, but there, there's a uh, this game has changed a little bit because of the fact the uh, quarterbacks that are coming into the league are much more mobile today than ever before. You, and you got to understand that uh, that somebody's got to stay back and not always rush the quarterback. That's your job. Uh, but there is an overaggressive nature to it. You get out of your lane, that quarterback takes off, and that is first down, uh, downfield. And if you remember, uh, this was a little more than a month ago. Who was Tommy DeVito back maybe six weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Josh Downs. Okay, Josh came in. He had bounced around this league uh, with maybe six different teams. Uh, aerospace engineer, guy that's really smart, uh, but he had like this one hit Dobbs. wonder type Josh deal. Dobbs, right? Josh Dobbs. Yeah. And he sort of bounced around, bounced around, and all of a sudden, uh, he played really well against the Saints. Ran the football, threw the football pretty well. Uh, guess where he's at today? He's the third string quarterback for the Vikings. Mm. Nick Mullins is the starter. And Hall, who's a rookie from BYU, is the number two guy. So you understand that that length of time you got for most is not real long. But that ability to run the football, uh, that catches up with you after a while. But you got you got to be smart on defense and understand you just can't take off and rush after the quarterback all the time. Somebody has to stay back in case it breaks down and he takes off running. The Packers didn't have that, uh, I guess, intel on that if DeVito would take off and run with it because he rushed for over 70 yards against him. Tell me about the Giants receivers. Uh, Wendell Robinson's uh, about a five foot seven and a half wide out <laughs> mm. from Kentucky. He's a little playmaker, but, man, he, he had a big game against the Packers. I hope he's fast. Oh, is he fast? Man, he's super quick, real fast. And so he's the guy, but they really felt that they could build this offense around Darren Waller, a tight end, uh, who they picked up from the Raiders, who had some mon- who had a monster game against the Saints. But he's had a hamstring injury. He's just been cleared uh, to practice. And he did uh, limited work yesterday. He won't play against the Saints that I know of. Uh, but, you know, it's, man, they haven't really thrown the football real well this year. Uh, okay, everybody remembers what just happened. So the Monday night game is still fresh mm-hmm. where they, you know, they were able to make some things happen against Green Bay. But it's a team that has really struggled in the passing game. They've made anything work this year. It's been because Saquon Barkley can run the football real well and Saquon Barkley can catch the ball real well coming out the backfield. Let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We'll come back. I want to talk about the Giants. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, you'll be glad you did. 
defense, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and more, and also Saints offense matching up against them. If you all have any questions, 504-260-1870. I asked you about the um, favorite announcers that you had, and a couple of people texted in and said that they wanted um, – the game with no announcers at all, that they would enjoy it more that way. NBC actually tried to do that back in 1980, way back in yep. 1980, yep. with a, a meaningless Jets-Dolphins game, and I, I don't know that it worked because they haven't done it since. It was kind of weird. They gave the uh, the booth announcer, what do you call it, the press, the guy that announces, the field announcer, an expanded role in it. Do you remember that or not, Mike? I sure do. What was it like? It was not real good to watch. Not real good. I'll be honest. All right. A lot of people are saying um, Pat Summerall and John Madden. Of course, they're both deceased, so you can have your memories on that. We'll take a break, come back, more we return on WWL. 844-16 till 9. Saints taking on a Giants in the Dome. High noon kickoff. Then they play Thursday night football against the Rams. Mike, when it comes to playoffs, don't say it like Jim Moore, but let's talk about that. The Saints really do need... To win out, they need to beat Atlanta head-to-head. And do they need Atlanta to win one, lose one more game? Yeah. The bottom line is you got to take this one game at a time and you take care of your own business. Oh, You can kind of scoreboard watch and see what's happening. And Tampa Bay plays uh, Green Bay this week. So uh, that'll be the game I think a lot of people will watch uh, I think that'll be a very entertaining game because I, I think the most surprising team in the NFC this year has been Tampa, how well they played. I think most people thought they may be right at the bottom and be in the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes for the first overall pick in a draft. And Baker Mayfield has played much better than anyone would have imagined. And he's he's really been the best quarterback in the NFC South. Now, again, uh, you, you shouldn't win any award for that, but he has been the the best quarterback in the NFC South this year. Why and would, their defense is legit. Why would Caleb Williams go ahead of Jaden Daniels? Um, I think it'll be close, and that'll be a mixed opinion on exactly why. I wouldn't draft him ahead of him, would you? Um, I, I have Caleb ahead of Jaden. Do you um, really? Okay. Yeah, I have Caleb as the number one guy in Jaden two, and Drake May three. But it is really tight mm-hmm. uh, between the three of them. Uh, and I just have done this for long enough to know. And I also from um, what what is the X knowing the landscape that... of the NFL yeah. that okay. quarterbacks are a premium, and everybody's going to have a little different opinion on a player and projecting him at the next level. And so uh, I think Caleb is going to get the nod. He's going to be the first overall Tell me, in your opinion, what puts him a little bit – and look, we're not knocking Jaden Daniels at all. That's not the point. I'm just curious about – because, I'm, you know, Mike, I like to get my head in the game and so forth and X's and O's. Tell me about the intangibles maybe or the tangibles. What is it that – No, basically from a mechanic standpoint, his passing mechanics are really good. Okay. For a college player, they are really good. Now, Jaden, and, and he'd be the first one to admit it, he still needs some work in there uh, in that particular point. Uh, but uh, Caleb is really good. And similar to Jaden, he's had to carry two buckets of water. Mm-hmm. If Desperate was the worst defense in college football last year in LSU, it was, it was USC's. And so uh, he was carting a lot. Now, he's not as mobile, and he's not quite the runner that Daniels is. 
But I think from a mechanic standpoint, uh, his uh, touch on the shorter throws are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And, man, <laughs> both of them are tough now. Uh, and I give them as high a grade as I can. Mental toughness, physical toughness. To stay in there and get knocked around that pocket. And people, oh, that ain't not, man, what? You've never done it. You don't understand how tough it is to stay in that pocket and get away from there when everything around you is kind of breaking down. It is close between the two, but I would give the nod to Caleb Williams. They will have some people that will have Jaden Daniels as the number one guy. They'll have some teams that will have Drake May as the number one guy. It's going to be a split opinion uh, across the board. I just give a slight nod to Caleb over Jaden and Drake. The only thing I would say for people like you're talking about is that those are the same people that say, you know what, getting punched in the mouth isn't that bad. That's because they haven't been punched in the mouth lately. Once you get punched in the mouth, you realize this sucks. This is not any no, fun at hurts. all. It hurts. It exactly. Hurts. But but oh, always, oh, well, I did that in high school. Oh, yeah, high school. Man, that is nothing compared to college football in the pros. But even nothing. then, even then, it's still hurt. I think people hurts. forget. Exactly. Um, let me talk about the Giants offensive line before we move on to the Saints on offense and the Giants on defense. Uh, pass blocking, best, they're best at ba- pass blocking, run blocking, neither no, what? They're, they're best at run blocking. Okay. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries along the offensive line, but they're finally getting healthy. There, where they're they got their starters and Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas back uh, the tackle positions, and so they they're starting to get healthy. But they're much better run blocking uh, group than they are pass protectors. That's why Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor went down. They couldn't protect either one of them, uh, and and that's why Devito he's running. Hey, he's a yeah, he tucked it in and took off because, man, you don't have a lot of time back I'm getting there. out of here. I'm evacuating. There's a Category 5 coming. I'm evacuating, right? Tell exactly. me about it. He figured that one out real quick. It didn't take him long that, man, this unit's not protecting me well. But they are good in the run-blocking phase of the game. Very good. Every defense has a guy. Is Kayvon Thibodeau the Giants guy? Um. That's what most people say because he's got more sacks. Okay. But that's not my opinion of it. I, right. And I think a lot of Kayvon, uh, in that Thibodeau, you figure he's from you know where, where I live at. But uh, he's a California guy. Yeah, but he got Ken. Yeah, he, he got Ken. Uh, he, he's from California, but he does have a kid in Louisiana. And he went to Oregon. Good pass rusher. Um, and they've got two good pass rushers because Aziz Ojolari and people remember his brother, B.J. Ojolari, who was at LSU and now is with the Arizona Cardinals. So they come off the edge real hard. Uh, they, they've got two quick guys that can do it. Uh, and Kayvon's had a really good year uh, this season. But I think their best player is number 97, the nose guard, Dexter Lawrence from uh, Clemson, former first-round pick. And he got paid this offseason. You talk about a guy that's on a mission. He has destroyed everybody he went, went up against. The Saints better block him and not with one guy. Because I think he's their best football he's about player, run, number stuffing, 97. Stuff and run or uh, pressure up the middle? Well, he's stopping the run, but how he can kind of break down the inside pocket. Three uh, he's not a great pass rusher, but they don't ask him to be that. And he just sort of opens things up for other guys yep. to make plays. But you talk about a menace 
is Dexter Lawrence. When you put that tape on and you watch the Giants, every play, it's a fistfight battle uh, with him, and he's beating everybody. So they're really good up front, and they pressure the quarterback. The second most from a percentage standpoint, from a blitz standpoint, than any other team in the NFL other than the Vikings. Uh, when Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, came in from Baltimore, he put that scheme in. They are a heavy pressure team. And so for Saints offensive line, you got your work cut out for you. But you know how you slow down that pass rush? You run the ball. I run the ball right at them, right at them to slow it down. Uh, because there's nothing that's going to slow down Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Aziz Ojolari other than if you're running it at him. Of course, you got to move number 97 out the way to do that. Yeah, you you better get two blocks on him because uh, I'm telling you, one guy is not going to handle him against the Saints. Uh, that that one guy um, ain't going to work. You, you better do it with two. He's a load, man, I'm telling you. So how do you see the game playing out? Mike, what does the Saints win or not? I think the Saints got to run the football. Uh, to me, that it, it boils right down to that, and I think we, we talk about that almost every week. I'd like to see them become a more physical team running the football. And with the Giants, uh, you got to take your shot. If they're going to blitz me a lot and I can protect my quarterback for a period of time, I'm throwing the ball deep on them. So – because their corners, you know, you can just cover for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and then somebody breaks loose with looks as though Rashid Shaheed coming back. Man, I target him on a couple of deep throws, but I want to run the football. I think this game's close, but I think the Saints uh, win it. Number 97, man, Dexter Lawrence. That is 340 pounds of man, my friend. You better get ready. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time. Have a good football weekend, all right? Thank you, Tommy. You bet. A pleasure as always. We'll talk to you Monday. Mike Dettelier, 854, 6 till 9. We'll talk to Ian McNulty when we come back talking about food and drink. And then we'll talk to Bobby Ventura from TakingVegas.com about some winners this week and about some NFL action. Right now, traffic, WWL.